my name is Lewis Kemp. I am the CEO of Lightboard Media. We are a digital agency based in Manchester in the UK, and we specialize in helping ambitious brands get more revenue leads, uh, sales through social media, PPC, and content marketing as a whole. Um, content marketing makes up quite a lot of what we do, say about 70% of our clients, as it feeds directly into the social media and the PPC. So it's kind of at the core of where we've built our, our entire agency around. Awesome. Wow. Um, and thanks for the introduction, Lewis. And and um, let's step back. Um, I don't know, maybe we need to go back 10 years ago uh, when you first started. Um, tell us, like share with us, how did you get started? How, what got you into content marketing? You know what? Like When I first realized it, one of my first ever jobs was in door-to-door um, -door sales. They called it a field sales executive, which I thought sounded really fancy. But essentially, it was just door-to-door -door sales. And we went in and it was kind of like culty and everyone was trying to like stay motivated and singing in circles and stuff, which I thought was weird anyway. Mm. But essentially they told us the whole principle behind it was to expect 99 no's and then get one yes. Mm. And I did that for three months and I hated it. And I couldn't get my head around it logically that we were just like kind of throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what stuck rather mm. than actually creating something, being more targeted about it, putting it in front of the people that we know it's relevant to and then letting people come back to us. So I very, very quickly changed from field sales executive into, into marketing. And then it started off in a company doing email marketing um, mm -hmm. and then progressed into freelancing for a little bit, actually doing content marketing. And then I ended up working at, as the head of digital for another agency. And I was trying to really push on that. They were very much traditional financial services based. Um, so we weren't doing much on content because it was all very compliance heavy. So I kind of got the itch and I just thought, right, if no one else is going to do it, I'm just going to do it myself. So started the agency just over three years ago now and touch wood, everything's going okay. Awesome. Wow. Uh, what a journey. Um, so started it out doing door-to-door -door sales. Um, it didn't mm. go anywhere and, and um, you switched to uh, marketing. Um, so so um, do you think like uh, the experience doing sales like that, did it help um, or did it like uh, set any like a perspective in, in, in your content marketing path or? I think, I think so. Yeah, I think, it, I think it does teach you resilience. Like sales is an unbelievable skill and uh -huh. it isn't one that I ever, I ever thought I had, you know, just being constantly rejected all the time. I mean, it happens in my love life, but I didn't happen. I didn't think it happened in business as well. So I thought, right, okay. I'm going to have to teach myself some resilience here. But I think with content marketing, you do need that resilience as well because not every piece of content you put out is going to absolutely fly. In fact, 80 90% of it might not. But if you stick in it for long enough and you find those kind of unicorn pieces of content, then, you know, that's the problem. People give up too early um, with content. They don't give it time to actually build and build that pipeline, build trust, build authority uh, before they pull the plug on it. So it, it definitely gave me kind of insights into how to, defend yourself and say, look, we need to give this time. Um, but yeah, that definitely came from that. But it, it isn't nice being told to um, to go away 99 times a day. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. That's, that's right, that's pretty cool. Um, so can you also share with us um, your process, like walk us through your process for bringing more value, bringing the most value to your clients these days? Um, yeah. For example, um, what's the very first thing you do uh, with your clients? So with clients, they constantly come to us and say, right, we need to talk about what we do. We need to talk about what we do. And we go, mm. no, 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 we don't. Because 
there are a hundred other people that do exactly what you do. What we need mm. to talk about first is who you are, because content marketing at its core, it, it's storytelling. And if you mm. don't know who you are, then we don't know what kind of individualities and, and unique traits you have that we can leverage to make people feel relatable to you and your business. So we always start with the business owner um, or the founding team and talk about kind of how they got into what they did, their different kind of passions um, and how they operate on a day-to-day -day basis. Because each one of those people will resonate with a completely different audience. If they, you know, a 40-year-old man is going to resonate to some uh, completely differently to a 22-year-old girl. So what we need to do is figure out who has those individual stories where we think, right, we, okay, we, this is something to shout about here. Mm. Um, and that's what makes them unique. So once we've got the kind of under the skin of the business, that's when we can start talking about, okay, this is who you are. Now we can talk about not just what you do, but actually how that benefits the end user, consumer, customer, whoever mm. it may be, because that's by and large all they care about when people are looking for a service. They want to know how it benefits them first and foremost. They're not too bothered about kind of heritage if they're just looking for an instant fix uh, and i just want to come someone to fix my computer now i don't care that you were formed in 1983 i just want you to be able to illustrate that so it's important to be able to split that and understand where your customers are coming from mm. and that's will determine what kind of story you're telling them either we're quick we're efficient we're the cheapest we're the best you know we've been around the longest all these different things that people have that are unique to their businesses. That's what we kind of really need to decipher before we put a content strategy in place. Mm. So you're coming in like a like a doctor with an X-ray machine, um, diagnosing um, and drilling on your clients um, and really digging around why they exist and yeah. what can they do um, to make their customers' life easier, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it kind of like a, the backbone of, of the stories that you will help them to tell. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I think it, it equates to kind of, if you picked up a book now and you read the first page and then you read the last mm -hmm. page, you wouldn't really care about what happens to the characters in the middle because mm -hmm. you haven't you had any time to develop that emotional bond. Mm -hmm. And we say that to people all the time that we need to give people enough time to actually go, oh, I actually like those guys. I've seen them around. I really like the content because everything you put, you should be putting out either as a, an individual or a business should serve to inspire, educate, entertain, inform. Mm. It needs to be something for the end user. So that's what we need to think about. And that, that stuff's not done overnight. So it's all. I lost you for a second, Lewis. Are you still there? Um, hey, I think I lost you for a second. Um, oh, did you? Can, can, are you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Uh, hear yeah, um, yeah. I, I lost you for a second. I, I thought you were, uh, you were saying about um, essentially if you just read the covers of the book and, and you yeah. don't really know anything, um, what happened inside, how, what are the things that your character going through, then you don't really create that bonds. Um, exactly with the characters right so content marketing works the same ways which it takes time um, to mm -hmm. create that human to human connection with the audience exactly um, yeah right right so um i can imagine um there are like there there will be clients where they they probably um understand that already 
<laughs> but there are also clients that are really eager to <laughs> get something like make something happen make something yeah. happen for us right now <laughs> um we want to see it happen in the next few weeks or or 30 yeah. days uh how do you convince uh well not convince but how do you help them how do you how do you help them to see that this is something um that, yeah. that it takes time and it's it should be like done strategic throughout a period of time it's not yeah. something they can just do over overnight you know what when we first started the agency we kind of made a concerted effort to try and convince people and manage expectations mm-hmm. say this is how long it takes and no matter how much effort we put into it people would still be after a week going, oh, why have I not got a million leads yet? Okay, so now we just go, look, that isn't our problem anymore. Like content marketing works. If it didn't, there wouldn't be people making millions and millions of pounds every single year from it. You don't want to get on board this ship that's going that way. No problem, that's your issue. Personally, I think pain is the best teacher. And eventually they're probably going to go, wow, we jumped from 15 agencies in two years and nothing's happening. Maybe we should give someone more than 30 days. Uh, and that tends to like, they, they'll eventually come back in the end. They go, sorry, yeah, you were right. No problem. Let's do something long-term now. Uh, but I just don't think it's worth the headache when we've got a waiting list of clients that are eager to work with us that know that, that know and appreciate how long it's going to take. Why on earth would I waste my time convincing you when mm. these guys are really up for it? So we've kind of just switched our attention to people that are already on board with mm. how content marketing works rather than becoming teachers. We are facilitators. So it's really finding the right kind of clients um, yeah. who 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 essentially collaborate with you and who accept you as their growth partner um, mm. on on this journey, um, and and not really um, spending too much time on convincing um, companies or brand that that um, have different purpose. Yeah, I think it's important for them to be involved as well. A lot of people just go, "I just want to hand mm. everything off to you." And it's, you know, it's not really good because we, we need to know the intricacies of what are happening mm. on, on the day-to-day within your business and anything that we could potentially talk about. So we need to have a good communication channel with you because we're essentially um, channeling you mm. into, your, into your content. So if you're cutting yourself off from it and saying you don't want anything to do with it and something's completely changing in the business and we're not aware of it and that doesn't translate through the content, your customer journey is going to be completely gone. Right, right. So how often do you meet with your clients? So dependent on the kind of um, package that they have, you know, some people we do a lot of personal branding content whereby mm-hmm. they're just a bit kind of scared to share things on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll meet monthly with them and just look at the content they've put out, look at the metrics that, that it's got. Is it leading into anything? Are they getting more company page views, mm-hmm. monitoring the brand, the brand sentiment? And then there are, some, there are some clients whereby they have quite a comprehensive package where we're creating... Mm-hmm articles, blogs, personal brand content, graphic design, animations, all these different things. Um, so we'll probably, we'll probably catch up with them weekly, dependent on the content that's gone out, the campaigns that we're running, um, look at the different types of content. So the really visually aesthetic stuff at the top of the funnel, how's that been working? You know, how many click-throughs are we getting? And then what is that feeding into when it comes to the, the authority building stuff, like mm-hmm. the user generated content, the social proof, is it all working in that kind of funnel as we imagined it or other bits where we need to split test a few new creatives or trial a few new audiences um, and we just kind of keep keep constant contact with them to try and get something at, at their end as well because not all da- data is great and having quantitative like metrics is cool but when you're actually speaking to the customers and they come through at the other end not mm-hmm. a lot of people speak to me and say oh where did you find us what piece of content was this you know what platform was it on having that qualitative thing to say oh i really like this and i liked it because xyz 
you're never going to get a better data source than a customer that's buying from you to find out what they do like and what they don't like. So, mm. yeah, we always advise our, our, our clients to actually speak to people that are buying from them and try mm. and get surveys from people that aren't buying from them and figure out, you know, where we need to improve. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. Um, three things I want to dig a little bit deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's that's really cool what you share, Lewis. Um, so you sit down with your clients from the beginning and really map down what's kind of like a result look like to them um, mm-hmm. before you guys doing the work and things like that, like agreed on this yeah. is the result we, we want to create. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly, yeah. And and um and and with that um kind of like an approach, then um my next question is for for the content marketing to work, um like can you also share with us um how do you see the content marketing work together, um different types of contents, um and also different types of channels? Um yeah. like how do you facilitate that to really bring the most value to your clients? Yeah, this, this is a key thing that we always kind of speak to clients about. They like to measure things in silos and say, mm-hmm. how much has come from that piece of content or, or, or this campaign and how much has come from this social post or this one advert. And unfortunately, that's not how real marketing mm-hmm. works. Everything yeah. is multi-channel and you may not be able to directly attribute a, a sale as coming from that animation that we showed mm-hmm. someone two months ago. But if that's what got them into the business and then your paid advertising started to retarget them and eventually they converted a month down the line that still come from that content marketing. It might not get all the attribution, but it's part of a bigger picture and you have to measure holistically. And putting out consistent content, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where, whereby a lot of people do outbound and they're constantly contacting people. And the problem with that is when they stop, the leads stop, simple mm-hmm. as. Whereas content can sit there evergreen in the ether with people consuming it and they might be consuming it for three, six, nine, 12 months before they contact you but it's a kind of self-filling pipeline. As long as you're consistently putting stuff out, you're going to get highly engaged people that have pre-sold themselves, that are just calling you to pay you, mm. essentially. So it's saving that whole time of going through this and trying to sell to people that don't know who you are and don't care who you are versus someone who goes, oh, I've been following you for nine months. I've seen, you, I've seen your stuff. I really like it. I'd love to work together. And you're like, okay, sign the contract, done. Very, very easy. But like you say, it's a long, it's a long process to get to that stage. And 90% of people get cold feet after two three months and just drop out of it and we're like okay bye <laughs> no problem more business for the rest of us <laughs> that's the beauty of, of content right using content um to really attract the right kind of customer into your business mm. um, and also engage them and nurture them and convert them um so so yeah um that's pretty cool thanks for for sharing that um in terms of actually creating content um itself um like can you also share with us how do you manage the quality of the content being created um, for your clients? Because I can imagine you have you have your own teams, and sometimes yeah. you have to work with um, the people in the clients team. Um, could be from yeah. their marketing department, or sometimes you have to bring in some other partners, um, maybe. So how do yeah. you how do you make sure the quality of the content that actually speaking the right kind of tone the right kind of voice um, of your clients yeah well i think a lot of people have an idea of what they want in their head and what they want is not necessarily what they need Mm -hmm. so we always advocate not doing kind of creativity by democracy because oh john likes this and barbara likes this well i don't really care what Mm -hmm. what we need to do is get an idea trial it 
see what data comes back. And if it doesn't work, no problem, that's great. Because finding out what doesn't work is just as important as finding out what does. But let's find out what doesn't work at pace. Trial this, get this type of content out, tease something out. If it works, okay, let's spend some more time creating more of it. And I think that's the problem. People will spend so much time and get 20 people in a boardroom and try and create this one amazing hero bit of content. And then by the time they've created it, it's too late. The market's moved. The market's moved and you've missed the opportunity. So create micro content at pace across the various channels, split test it constantly, see what works. And if something has worked, go and create more of it. And if something hasn't worked, go and try it at a new time to a new audience on a new platform. until you find those combinations of, right, okay, animations work best for people in London between 25 and 35. Um, or articles are being read more by people in Manchester from people that are 45, 55. And then we can actually target that and make sure that people are always seeing the content that they respond best to. Hmm. That's really cool. So um, really create content and really test it quickly. Um, hmm. Being able to, um, I guess, getting it out there and if, if, you, if you fail, fail quickly, learn quickly yes, and exactly. then build on what works, right? Yeah, um, exactly don't, Don't don't just wait or don't just try for the don't 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 wait until the perfect kind of like the content comes out or yeah. things like that. Um, because like you said, the market moves every almost every day. So mm -hmm. if you if you wait, you miss the opportunities. And um, exactly. That's that's pretty cool. Um, so like in your team, you guys constantly testing different kind of ideas and getting the feedback and views on what it. What can you? tell it a little bit more on that or give it an example yeah um, so we, we kind of always have a, a bit of a, a creative brain dump and we, we look at the business and mm -hmm. we look at who the people are behind the business and then we look at the people that that business is trying to speak to and we mm -hmm. go right okay that demographic what, what platforms are they on and if they are on a certain platform what content are they consuming on that platform what are the trends on that platform that we can leverage that mm -hmm. are relevant we're never we're not going to be a business that goes into an accountancy firm and tells them to post about National Daffodil Day because it's just not relevant and it's just lazy stuff that people who don't really know what they're doing churn out for the sake, for the sake of saying, oh, we put something out and people would churn out five posts a week and not, none, none will be relevant. They can't even get a like from their own mum. Whereas what we will do is actually tailor it and post when there is something worth posting about. And some people think, oh, well, that inactivity, they get itchy feet and they say, oh, nothing's happening. No, it is. But we're actually speaking to the right people with the right piece of content. So having those regular brain dumps is really important because with any content, you know, 90% of it might not work, but it doesn't matter. It, it's, getting it, it's getting it out there and finding those little kind of diamonds mm. in the rough. Um, and you're not going to do that unless you're putting 10 things out there. Um, if you're putting one at a time out, it's going to take you six months to figure out what actually works. We can put 10 different bits of content out across different channels and then go, right, well, that worked, that worked, that works, and then get rid of the other seven. Mm. That's that's interesting. And would you say this will work for um, startups, for new brands? Um, they don't necessarily have a lot of data or history of data to really um, base on. Um, mm. what, what should they do? I think startups have got a really kind of massive opportunity um, because really? they're not they're not they're not hung up by kind of red tape and compliance and bureaucracy yet because they're fast moving. They can break things. They probably don't have too much compliance to jump through unless they're in certain industries. Mm. So, and, and also because it's a startup as well, their team is essentially the face of the business more often than not. So it's really easy for them to start developing personal brands that aren't hidden behind 
you know, a completely different messaging um, from there. I see. That's yeah. That's that's fascinating. There's a lot of opportunities for startups. And um, one more thing, I I would like to ask for your advice um, is for for um, for writers, for content creators, um, or I guess your feedback or your observation maybe. Um, since you work uh, you work with them, you you work across um, multiple people's um, creatives, if you will. Mm -hmm. What do you see that some um, writers miss in their process that would make their content become more effective? I think research is overlooked quite a lot because a lot mm -hmm. of clients, when they come to you, they haven't because they don't understand content marketing. They haven't planned it properly. They haven't put, mm -hmm. they haven't given it a, a long enough time frame to actually plan strategically. So they'll come to a, a creator and say, "I need something out by next week." And more often than not, sometimes you might get bulldozed, bulldozed over it and end up just churning something out that's a, a replication of a competitor site. Whereas actually, if you actually spend that you know, dependent on what you're creating a week, two weeks, a month, researching actually what you're going to do, who you're going to speak to. Mm -hmm. That time where they think nothing's happening is actually really, really important because I guarantee you it will, it will make for more, more effective content. It will give you more time to be creative because at the end of the day, you have to be creative and creativity doesn't come on demand. If you ring me on Monday and say you need something for Tuesday, I might not have a brainwave until, you know, Thursday. So it, 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 is, it isn't possible. So you can't rush that creative process. You have to give it time and get a, few, a little bit deeper into the team, dig a little bit deeper into the customers and what they're saying. And then you can get something a little bit more strategic together. Mm, I see. Um, so, so really utilizing um, the, the information, the data, um, the facts um, from the yeah. market, from the existing team, from existing customers. Yeah. Um, that's one side of it. So that takes good research, um, yeah. like really good research on that to get that kind of information coming in. Um, combine that with creativity, and you can't rush that process, yeah. right? If exactly. you if you just if you just try to create something for the sake of having content, then um, that's one world, essentially. Yeah, um, and, I, and I think sometimes no content is better than bad content mm -hmm. because good good marketing can make bad businesses fail faster. And if you're constantly churning out this stuff that people are just looking at and going, why is that relevant to me? Then you're, you're just alienating them. And it's so much harder to get someone back in when you've alienated them, when they've, when they've made a decision in their own head that that business is not relevant to them. Mm -hmm. And then you suddenly start putting good stuff out. So it actually think about what you're putting out and it, it's never ever ever volume always go for quality over quantity one good post a week or one good post a month can absolutely demolish 30 terrible ones awesome that's a good advice um don't just create content for the sake of content <laughs> focus yeah. on the good content right um yeah. even one post per week or per month and if it's yeah. good if it's really good if it's really speaking to the right kind of audience um the right kind of customers is better yeah. than than just publishing um, tons of, of content that yeah. will make your brand um become something that people don't want to come in contact with yeah that's that's pretty good thanks for your time today and your insights no and your advice lewis it's been really um, helpful having you share those insights no problem at all thanks for having me